Welcome to the Doctority Plastic Surgery Podcast. My name is Jenna, and in this series, I'll be speaking to plastic surgery residents and giving you an inside look at what it's like to train at their institution. We'll discuss the logistics, the leadership, and the lifestyle of a plastics resident at their program. Today, I'll be speaking with Dr. Ava Chappelle, a resident at Northwestern University in Chicago, Illinois. Ava is a fourth-year resident. She's originally from Newton, Massachusetts, attended McGill University for college, and completed medical school at the University of Massachusetts. Her academic interests include global surgery and surgical ethics. Ava, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Jenna. Tell us a bit about the basics of your program. So Northwestern is a seven-year program. Um, meaning that we have a mandatory research year. And actually, I'm a PGY4, but technically I'm, I've just completed three um, PGY clinical years because I'm currently in my research year. So I have three more years left. But I think that that research year is really a fundamental part of our program um, because it allows residents to explore new interests. Um, it doesn't have to be basic science research or even clinical research. You can pursue a degree if you want to or work on with the FDA. We have a resident that's doing a program next year there. Really oh, anything that you want as long as it's somewhat like academically involved or career development involved. So it's a really nice asset to our program. You know, we're in Chicago, so I think that the setting is another fundamental part of our program too. Just being in the city, it's really a wonderful place, but it's very much like you feel like the heart of Chicago. Can you tell me a bit about how quickly you get involved with plastic surgery rotation once you start residency? When I was a first-year resident, I spent two months on the downtown adult plastic surgery service. Now we've changed that so that we actually have three months on the downtown plastic surgery service as a first-year resident. The other rotations are mainly general surgery-related but it's a mix. We get to spend some time on surgical oncology where we're doing a lot of the local like soft tissue excisions and then reconstruction like for melanoma or squamous cell. So it's actually still, I would argue, more of a plastic surgery rotation. And then we spend time on ENT and get to do a lot of the head and neck major reconstructive cases as an intern. So already that's four months or now five months um, on plastic surgery as a first-year resident. And from the beginning, you are a plastic surgery resident. We have conferences every week that all the residents get together to learn on different aspects of plastic surgery in preparation for our in-service exam. And we have our weekly grand rounds um, where you're with the faculty and all the staff. So you have quite a bit of plastic surgery immersion from the beginning. And it's just getting more so as our feedback. We talk with our program director every year. And I think that, you know, the more plastics, the better. And our program is very responsive to that. So we're always kind of growing and changing, but hoping just to get better and better. What does the breakdown look like for the second and third year? For our second year, we still have some um, general surgery rotations. However, you spend one month on plastic surgery, 
You also have three months at Lurie Children's for pediatric plastic surgery and two months at the Shriners Children's Hospital. So that's six months of plastic surgery as a PGY2. And five of those months are pediatric plastic surgery. We spend a lot of time at Lurie Children's and at the Shriners Children's Hospital, just a little bit outside of Chicago. They're both fantastic experiences and you accumulate a lot of time on pediatric plastic surgery. And then what does the third year look like? Well, it's six months of downtown plastic surgery. And we spend, as a third year, time every week at the VA um, nearby as well, where we run our own plastic surgery clinic. It's mainly hand because we don't do cosmetic surgeries at the VA, but you're essentially as a PGY3, like learning how to run a hand clinic. You see the patients, you make the plans, you discuss any issues with your attending, you schedule the operations. So it's really a growing experience as a PGY3. And the other months, we have six months off this downtown Northwestern service. And one of the months we get to go to Southern Illinois University in Springfield. And it's mainly supposed to be a hand trauma experience because they get like the farming injuries and stuff. I had one of the most wonderful months there. It's pretty cool to get to be a resident at another program and just like make bonds with the residents there and get to, you know, work with different faculty. But that's a great opportunity that we have um, as a third year resident. And the other months are like we do a month on oculoplastics. So, you know, blepharoplasties and ectropion and entropion repairs with a ophthalmologist. So it's interesting to see how they do things and, you know, their approach to those procedures. We also spend a month on orthopedic oncology because we do all of their major reconstructions. That's a great experience too. We spend a month with a Mohs dermatologist who does like nine or or more like Mohs cases and local tissue reconstructions every day. So that's really a great experience. He's wonderful doctor and just it's a really good learning experience too. And I understand you're about to get started with the final three years of your training. Can you briefly go through, you know, what that looks like? The last three years are all plastic surgery. For our PGY five and six years, it's four rotations that are three months each. So for example, I'm going to start off for my first three months at Lurie Children's right by the Northwestern Memorial Campus. And then the next three months, I'll be at the Shriners Children's Hospital. So I'm essentially starting off with six months of pediatric plastic surgery. And then I will do three months at the Northwestern Downtown Service and then three months on the hand service, which is a orthopedic plastic surgery hand program here at Northwestern where I get to work with plastic surgeons who specialize in hand surgery and orthopedic surgeons. So that's a really great experience too. And that framework of the Lurie Children's, Shriners, Northwestern, and then hand surgery is the same for the PGY six year. 
And then as a chief, you spend six months as the, you know, chief resident on the Northwestern downtown service, which is our, you know, without a doubt, our busiest, most demanding service. And then the other six months, you get to work with Dr. Musto and learn about his aesthetic surgery practice. And then you have some elective time too to explore any other interests or, you know, whatever things you need to do to get ready for a job or a fellowship. And our residents do both. I think, you know, we're really encouraged to become the best plastic surgeon that we can. And if that means you get, you know, you're in academics and you do a fellowship, that's great. But if it means you're also starting or joining a private practice, that's also great too. So you mentioned the downtown Northwestern Memorial Hospital site, Shriners Children's Hospital, Lurie Children's Hospital, and the VA. Are there any other sites? See, things tend to change every couple of years. And I think as an intern, we are now going to Cook County for a trauma month. So that's a great experience. As a PGY2, we do spend one month at University of Chicago to get a burn experience because they have a wonderful burn unit there led by Dr. Gottlieb. That's a fantastic experience too. But the main sites are Northwestern downtown, Lurie Children's, Shriners, and then there is the VA that you go to as a PGY-3. What area of plastic and reconstructive surgery do most residents feel like they come out feeling most strong in? That's a tough question. I think overall, we're very well-rounded. And so most residents feel confident in all areas. I think that even if a lot of us do go into fellowships, it's more, you know, just to fine tune skills and also build connections and help open up opportunities for career. I can't really identify a weakness in our training. It's very broad. We do not get much facial trauma, but we do get some. And then this is balanced out by the fact that we do a lot of orthognathic surgery at the Shriners Children's Hospital. So even though we're not getting the facial trauma and then, you know, operating based on that, we're doing Laforts and BSSOs and different things for orthognathic purposes. And are there any independent residents or fellows trained at Northwestern? No, we do not have independent residents and we do not have any fellows. And that's a plus and a minus. I think fellows are great because you can learn from them and, you know, it, it can open up certain learning opportunities. But at the same time, that also means that as residents, we're getting to do the cases. So it's, it actually puts even more pressure or responsibility on us as residents to step up and understand the case, the decision making, and be able to do it. And what are the research expectations at Northwestern? I think it's understood that you should be involved all the time with at least one research project. I don't know what the hard fast rule is, but it's encouraged that you have at least one publication a year. But this really isn't an issue because everyone is interested. If I have something going on and I need any help, 
I know it's, it's easy to ask somebody and that's a nice way for them to just get on a project. And what kind of support's offered for presenting your research? We get a lot of support. I mean, if we have any paper presentation at a major conference that's been accepted, our program funds that. So you get to go, you get to meet people, you get to learn, and you get to present. So it's that's also what's encouraging the academic productivity. It's like, well, you know, if you do a project and submit it for this conference and it's accepted, well, we'd love for you to go and share it with the, you know, academic plastic surgery world. You mentioned some elective time in the later years. How many months of elective time do you get and what kind of things do people tend to use it for? I honestly don't know the exact time and it it kind of varies. From my understanding, there is a bit of flexibility for each resident depending on their interests as a chief. So some people have gone to other places to do sort of mini fellowship auditions and go to a place and get to know the people for a week or two, and that may help for fellowship. I think also just working with other people, especially if you had a certain interest that can happen. We do have a chief resident clinic that goes on all year. So the chief residents are responsible for, you know, maintaining that and seeing their patients and doing cases. So that's another part of it. It's a bit flexible. And you mentioned the chief resident clinic. Is that for both cosmetic and reconstructive cases? Yeah, but I think it's mainly cosmetic. And do you have any other rotations that are specifically cosmetic focused? As a chief, we spend some time with Dr. Musto. And just, I think, throughout our time at the adult downtown service, there are quite a few cases that you know, our cosmetic cases that we get to learn from and participate in. So that definitely helps to our exposure. We also get to spend time as a PGY3 in clinic with Dr. Dumanian, who has a mixed reconstructive and cosmetic clinic. So that's a good exposure too. And what kind of opportunities are there for getting involved in international or global surgery? Our chief of plastic surgery at the Lurie Children's is Dr. Gosain, and he's extremely involved in global surgery, and he tries to go at least once a year on a trip. So that's an opportunity for residents. Last year, we had two residents go with him for a cleft care mission trip, which was really great. We also have Dr. Walton, who is affiliated as faculty with us. And he goes every year to Puerto Rico, actually several times a year. And I got to go this year with him. It was a really incredible trip. A lot of microtia reconstruction cases. He does cleft care, the full craniofacial experience for children that otherwise, you know, wouldn't be able to get the care that they needed. So that's, I mean, that's an incredible experience too. What are the uh, regulations around moonlighting? We can moonlight during our research year. And typically that's at Lurie, the children's hospital. So you are moonlighting on the pediatric surgery service. There may be other options, but I just am not aware of them. And does your program have any particularly awesome perks you wanted to discuss? 
when we come in as interns, they cover our loops, which is great. We also, as I mentioned, if you get anything accepted for an oral presentation at a major national conference, that's covered. And it's your flight, your hotel, food. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. So those are two great perks. We also have visiting professors throughout the year, which is really enriching for a learning experience. We have journal clubs throughout the year too, which we get together for dinner with the faculty, which really enrich our learning experience. So I would say those are some of the great um, perks of this. Additionally, when we go to Southern Illinois University during our PGY three year, because you have to live there, that's paid for. So that's not like an additional stressor to the residents. That's completely paid for. I'd love to hear a little bit about the program leadership. So the chief of the division and the program director. Our chief of the division is Dr. Dumanian, and our program director is Dr. Koh. Dr. Koh is an alumni of the Northwestern Plastic Surgery Residency, which is really awesome. They're great leaders. They really care about the residency and just want it to be as great and strong as possible and want the residents to be as strong as possible. So, you know, a lot of attention goes into to that, which we're all very appreciative of. And are there any other notable faculty that you get to work with? At the downtown campus, we get to work with Dr. Sumanis Jordan, who is also an alumni, who was the chief resident when I was an intern, who's started a transgender center at Northwestern. She's like a force of nature. She's amazing. Dr. Ellis, great surgeon, who's an alumni of Northwestern too. And he did um, a craniofacial fellowship. So he's really getting to do cases with him, especially craniofacial cases is awesome. And we have Dr. Kim, amazing surgeon, just like also he's a force of nature. So getting to work with him, seeing how he runs his ORs and is really great, great teacher. Dr. Galliano, another great teacher, really cares about education. Those are the main faculty at, you know, our downtown site. Everybody has, you know, so much to offer and um, cares for the residents at all the sites. I mean, Dr. Gosain at Lurie Children's, Dr. Gango Padai, just great surgeon educators, um, really passionate about pediatric plastic surgery. Recently, we got Dr. Yamada, who's a real, I mean, he's world-renowned in microtia reconstruction. And I haven't gotten to work with him yet, but I've heard that like working with him is absolutely awesome just great teacher, great surgeon. So I'm very excited to get to work with him this summer. And then we have at the Shriners Hospital, you know, Dr. Patel, who's also kind of just a legend in craniofacial surgery and orthognathic surgery that we get to work with. It's just wonderful. And then, you know, the full team there, Dr. Corcoran, now program director at UIC, I mean, she's, she's always been, she's been a mentor to me throughout my residency and just credible surgeon, teacher, leader. So there, there are a lot of great people. And I mean, I don't mean if I've left anybody out, it's not intentional. It's like saying everybody 
you know, that immediately just comes to mind. Thinking more about the relationships among the residents, how would you describe the general culture of the program? We like to think of ourselves as a family. We have a mixture of residents that are a little bit younger that, you know, haven't necessarily settled in with families. Then we have residents that are a bit more settled and have children. So it's a mix, but we're, we're a family. We get together. We can talk to each other about anything. I definitely make it a point. And I think, I hope (laughs) that all my co-residents feel like if there's an issue that they just can like text me or call me and be like, Ava, what do you think about this? You know, we work together just to make things as good as possible. And we hang out together. I think it's just hard right now because of this strange situation with COVID. There just hasn't been any socializing. So I'm like, when did I last get together with people? Just some logistics about how residents choose to live. Do most people live in more houses or apartments? I would say apartments for sure, because most people live nearer to the hospital. And even if you lived a little bit farther away, I still think it's, I mean, a condo or an apartment style living. And do most residents own or rent? I can't say for sure, but I think most rent. You know, it is a seven-year program. So if you're able to invest when you start, that's a good option. I didn't, but then my partner owns, so who's also a resident here at Northwestern. <laughs> and his his idea behind owning was, it's a long time, it's better to make that investment as opposed to just paying rent. You can do either. And is it necessary to have a car? You know, I'm somebody that I don't like to have to have a car. I like to be able to walk to work and have things be as like efficient and convenient as possible. I think that are, there are definitely times when it would have been nice to have a car and it would be nice to have a car. However, there are buses. And for example, getting to the Shriners, which is a, a little f- bit of a, a trip from downtown where Northwestern is, there's a direct bus line like from the Northwestern campus area to the Shriners Hospital. With the VA, it's a little bit farther away, but there is a free shuttle that goes throughout the day. There are definitely alternatives. I mean, I have not had a car throughout residency, but having one, if you can afford it, would be a nice thing to have. It definitely would make life a little easier. You mentioned at the beginning, one of the highlights of your program is getting to live in Chicago. What do you like most about living in Chicago? Well, I'm from the Boston area. So, you know, I'm a Bostonian by heart and I love Boston. I love Cambridge. And there are definitely things about Chicago that resonate with those places. I love the city. It's actually a pretty clean city. The architecture is beautiful. We're right by the lake. I remember even talking to an attending once being like, oh yeah, on the weekend, you almost feel as though you're on vacation. If you have the weekend off and you walk down the summer to the lake, there's a beach. It's beautiful. And people in Chicago really appreciate the city. I think that's the other thing that people love their city. Whenever the weather is nice, it's everyone just their arms open up and it's like, we're going to enjoy this place. And people, when they're able to, are by the lake, 
they're out to dinner. Also, the food here is great. I think it's very hard to find a bad meal. And it's a nice city. People are nice here too. And I had never been to Chicago before I interviewed here for residency. It's been an interesting and great experience. Well, that's about everything I wanted to talk about. Any final thoughts you have that you'd like to share about your program? I just would encourage all medical students and applicants to sit back, enjoy their interview experience, and also just take in the place where they go. Like, Don't necessarily focus on numbers or certain things that you think are important. Really just meet the people, get a sense of the vibe, get a sense of the city and like where you stay, how people seem to treat each other. And if you can see yourself living in this place, people told me to like go with my gut and that's what I did. And, you know, I I think it worked out for the best. I even remember having an experience. I mean, after my interview at Northwestern, just walking down the street and I was like, there's something special about this place. So definitely just listen to yourself during this incredible journey of the interviews and match season. It's a very unique experience. I do also think that, you know, I love where I am and I think that I have so many amazing opportunities. The struggle is trying to not miss out. That's part of my struggle here is that I don't want to have any regrets like, oh, I didn't. I didn't get to work with this person or I didn't get involved with this project or this thing. Just taking as many opportunities as you can and um, enjoying it. But I do think that there are a lot of great programs. So just to know too, that wherever you end up, if you put your heart in the right place, it's going to work out and it's going to be great. If students are interested, how can they find out more about the Northwestern Plastic Surgery Program? Interested students should definitely check out the Northwestern Plastic Surgery website. There should be any contact information, especially with our residency manager, um, who is incredible, Kaylee Shaw. And if they just check out the Northwestern website, we also have an Instagram. And then feel free to like contact us and we'd be happy to talk more about the program. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me here, Jenna. I'm very honored to be able to talk with you about my fantastic residency program. Thank you for listening to the Doctority Plastic Surgery Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing to our show via your favorite podcast service and following us on Instagram and Twitter. For more podcast episodes and residency information, check out our website, doctority.co. That's doctority.co. We love feedback from listeners, so please contact us through the website or through social media with your questions or suggestions. See you next time.